God's kingdom and what it looks like to serve him and to see his world from a topsy-turvy, upside-down, loop-de-loop perspective. When we look at God's kingdom, it's not like the world's kingdom. It seems completely turned over. And so we're going to be learning about that all week this week. And to practice, I have some pictures of some turned over things. And I want to see if you can tell me what they are. So take a look at the screen. Here's the first one. What is it? A boat. Great work. Next one. How many legs? Yes, it is a spider. You're right. Great work. Next one. Car or truck? Truck. I think it's a truck. Good work. Anybody here ever eaten? It's not Atari. Anybody here ever eaten Pac-Man cereal? Yeah, it looks yummy to me. All right, and last one. It's a shoe. It's the bottom of the shoe. You guys are so great at looking at things from an upside-down perspective. We're going to start each morning this week tonight and then each morning this week talking about things from an upside-down perspective through the life of one of Israel's famous kings, a king by the name of Josiah. And Josiah's life was completely upside down because he became king at what age? Who can tell me? Four? No, he was older than four. Okay, I have heard the right answer. Eight years old. You're exactly right. Eight years old. How many of you, raise your hand. How many of you are older than eight years old? That's a lot of you. A lot of you. How many of you want to be ruled over by an eight-year-old? <laughs> are you sure? All right, well, to help us test this theory, I'm going to ask for three volunteers to come on, on stage with me. So first of all, I need Ezekiel from Lawrenceburg, Kentucky to come up, Caleb from Franklinton, and Paige from Columbus, Ohio. We're going to have a, I think I may be missing one person. Oh, come on, Ezekiel. All right, tell me your full name and how old you are. Eight years old. You were the same age that Josiah was when he became king. That's so awesome. Yes, sir. Ten years old. Ten years old. Caleb Walls and ten years old. All right, stand right, right there and then right here, Ezekiel. And how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. And what's your full name? Ezekiel Gordon. Ezekiel. Nice to have you with us, Ezekiel Gordon. All right, we are going to compete to see who is going to be our king or queen for the day. You ready? This means that you sort of 
for a few minutes. We'll have a chance to rule over the kingdom of our camp. Are you ready? Are you excited about this? All right, so first, first, we're going to have a test of strength. Paige, can you tell me what's in the bucket? Bricks. Can you pick up one of those bricks? There you go. Great work. There are how many bricks in the bucket? Five, if you put this one back. There you go. Can you pick up the bucket? No, wait, 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 wait. Bend your knees. Lift with your legs, not with your back. All right. I'll help you. You going to try? Can you get it? Can you pick up the bucket with all the five bricks in it? She got it. Great work. Everybody cheer for Paige. You have passed the test of strength. Do you think you can do it? All right, Caleb. Go for it. Great work. Good job. Ezekiel, have you got this? All right. Well, I don't think we're going to eliminate anyone by the strength, the test of strength. So we're going to have to do a test of personality. Are you ready for that? All right. I'm going to ask each of you a question, and I want to hear you answer. So, Paige, if you became queen of Camp Crossings, of our topsy-turvy week of camp, what is the first rule that you would make? You would be able to be in the lake at break time. <laughs> she says that you'd be able to go in the lake at break time. All right, remember that. Caleb, you get to take a... Uh, so, she made a change. She changed a rule that already existed. You get to create a new rule. Any new rule you want, what new rule would you make up? <laughs> I'm a parent. <laughs> Don't get rid of the parents. You got one? Anything? Food fight? A food fight. <laughs> These guys are tough acts to follow. Tough acts to follow. All right. You become king of camp, and you are given a special projects fund. It is funded by the money of the people. <laughs> Taken, taken from the finances of all of your subjects. And you can use that money to pay for anything here at camp. What would you pay for? What you think? Part of it to um, Bible translation. 
You're going to donate some of it for Bible translation? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. You said, yeah. That was really well done. The other part, I'd want to get a bounty house for the lake that has a, that's a ship. <laughs> awesome. A bounce house for the lake. All right. All right. Well, unfortunately, I cannot give you the authority or the power to do any of those things. It's kind of sad because I don't have the authority or the power to do any of those things. But I can give you a crown or a scepter. So the king or queen for the day will win a crown, and the scepter will go to the other two who will be their first advisors for the day. So we're going to have a vote. Y'all ready? I'm going to stand behind each one of my folks here, and I want you to shout out who you're for. So first of all, Ezekiel. All right, Caleb. All right, Paige. There you go, first subjects. Paige, I'm going to get this crown together. Hold on. Hold on, I needed both hands for it. There you go. Everyone give my volunteers a round of applause. All right. Thank you, guys. You may have a seat. All right. It's a little bit unfair for me to do that to someone on the first night of camp, isn't it? That's a lot of pressure to have to think up answers to those questions on the first night. It would be a lot of pressure to have to rule over the whole week of camp and to be the one person in charge of changing rules or spending the money. That would be a very difficult thing. Imagine how difficult it was for Josiah at eight years old not to rule over a camp, but to rule over the whole nation of Judah, to rule over all of God's people. And if you have your Bibles, open with me to 2 Kings and chapter 21 and verse 19. And I want to point out three things for you there. There were three things that made this even more difficult for Josiah. First thing was Josiah's dad. Now, many of us have great dads who teach us amazing things and who are godly examples in our lives. But Josiah had a father who was anything but a good father. He was an evil dad. Take a look at verse 19. Here's what it says. It says, Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. Only two. He was 22. He was an adult when he became king, not a kid, but he only reigned for two years. His mother's name was Meshulameth, daughter of Haruz. She was from Jotpa. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just like his father Manasseh had done. 
He followed completely the ways of his father, worshiping the idols his father had worshiped and bowing down to them. He turned away from the Lord, the God of his ancestors, and did not walk in obedience to him. If you've memorized the Ten Commandments, the first ten laws, the first ten rules that God gave to his people, the very first one is you shall have no other gods before me. And yet Josiah's dad, Ammon, turned away from the one true God, and he turned to serve idols like Baal and Ashtoreth and and Molech instead of the one true God. So I want you to say this with me. Say dad. Dad. But he wasn't a good dad. So say dad. That's a lot of pressure when you have a bad example from your parents. Two, second thing, second piece of background about Josiah. Secondly, Ammon's officials conspired against him and assassinated the king in his palace. He was such a bad king that the people working for him hated him and they killed him. But the people of the land... The people who lived in the country did not like that Ammon's servants had rebelled against him. And so they turned around and they overthrew Ammon's servants. The people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Ammon. And they made Josiah, his son, the king in his place. Now think. They liked all of the idolatry. They liked serving Baal and Ashtoreth and Molech instead of the one true God. And when they made Josiah, eight-year-old Josiah king, they thought, we're making him king so that he can be like his dad. Now think about that. Are there ever people in your life around you, don't say it out loud, but think about it, Are there ever people around you who want you to do things that you know are different from what God has called you to do? Well, Josiah not only had his dad who was encouraging him to go in the wrong direction, he also had all of the people around him encouraging him to go in the wrong direction. So we said dad a minute ago. Let's say people. And lastly, Josiah had enemies. There were nations surrounding Judah who were ready to take it over. And the biggest one of those nations was the Assyrians. They were from a place called Nineveh. Have you ever heard of Nineveh? Nineveh was where the prophet Jonah was sent. And did Jonah want to go to Nineveh? Why? Well, he didn't like them. He didn't like the Ninevites. The Ninevites, the Assyrians had already come and taken the northern kingdom of Israel in 729 B.C. They'd already taken it over, and they were now marching toward the southern kingdom, toward Jerusalem, toward Josiah. And he knew, he knew that those enemies wanted him to follow their gods and not the one true God. So much pressure. But what did Josiah do? Josiah, verse, chapter 22, verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 
31 years. His mother's name was Jedidiah, daughter of Adiah. She was from Boscath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. Let me explain one thing about that. I thought I just said his dad's name was Ammon. Why does it say his father David? Well, David wasn't really his dad. David was like his great-great-granddad, like actually 15 greats, like great-great-great-great-great-great-great-granddad. But the reason they called him David's son is because Josiah was a king like David, one who followed God and trusted him with his whole heart. He was, had his heart after God. He didn't have the character of his father, Ammon. He had the character of the great King David. He would walk and be faithful like David had walked. Here's what happened with Josiah. And we're going to learn about this the rest of this week. Josiah heard God's word. It changed him from the inside out. And he went forward and he obeyed God's word. So let me say that one more time. Josiah heard God's word. Two people were big influences in his life. One was his mom and the other was the priest Hilkiah. They taught Josiah, young eight-year-old Josiah, God's word. He listened to them. He was changed by that word, and he went and did what it said. We're going to spend the rest of this week unpacking that. And there's a memory verse that we have that's going to help us remember that truth. That memory verse is found in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 14. And so as we close out our teaching time this evening, we're going to learn that together. So I need some help from this whole section. You guys ready? Okay. I need you to be, do this for me. Put your hands out in front of you like this. And I need you to clap three times. Okay. This time we're going to clap three times, but we're going to say, but the word. Excellent. That's the first part of the verse, by the way. Good job. You've already memorized it. Can you do it again for me? Excellent. Great work. You guys ready for the second part of the verse? Is very near you. Say that back. Except this is what I need you to do. You ready? We're going to say, is very near you. Huh. Can you do that? You sure? You got it? Okay. Is very near you. Huh. All right, stand up. Let's do that together. Is very near you. Excellent job. You guys stand up. Okay, go. But the word. All right, y'all stay standing. Now, this half of the room right here, your part is really easy. You just point at your mouth and you say, is in, it's in your mouth. All right, so you guys, this section, stand up. And after I have you stand, just stay standing. And we're going to do that all together. It's in your mouth. Excellent. All right. You guys stand up. Y'all know this little thing like this. Oh. Oh. 
All right. Now, I just need you to do that right there and say, and in your heart. Okay, we're going to put all of that together. First group. Okay, and this is the last part. We're going to all say this together. So that you can do it. Excellent. And where is it found? Okay, we're going to go through it twice, and I'm just going to point. Okay? Where's it found? Deuteronomy 30, 14. One more time. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, so that you can do it. Where's it found? Deuteronomy 30, 14. All right, I'll see you all tomorrow morning. All right, buddy. What do y'all think of Jared? Jared is awesome. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to stand, and we're going to continue to sing to the Lord tonight about his incredible love. Here we go. Cross, you came and broken down, you broken down. There were chains around us. I embrace, we are no longer bound, no longer bound. You call me out of the grave, you call me into the light, you call my name, and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Cheers together, here we go. Feeling darkness shaking, all the dead are coming back to life. Oh, back to life. Here's the awakening. All creation singing, we're alive. Cause you're alive. You call me out of the grave. You call me into the light. You call my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens. awakens. 